Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. And just like that, another week has gone by, which means it's time for us to reconvene for a, another brief discussion on topics of legal interest. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, and very pleased that you've taken the time to join me again for Chicago's Legal Latte. I frequently like to talk about the fact that our series covers a, a wide variety of topics, and in preparing for this week's discussion, I, I realized how infrequently we actually talk about the legal process that takes place in a courtroom. Um, many of the guests I've had in the past have, have certainly taught us that in law, a limited number of situations actually involve court proceedings, and even those that do um, are far often more so than not settled before they actually get to court. Today, however, we are going to go inside the courtroom. We're going to talk about that experience as we focus on matters of litigation, and when we do that, we're best served by calling on one of the partners from Lavelle Law Limited, a 2012 super lawyer in the state of Illinois, uh, partner Matt Sheehan. Matt, it has certainly been a while since we've talked, so thanks for taking the time to come back to the podcast today. Well, thanks for having me, Jim. Now, our topic is the role of an expert witness in litigation, uh, something we've never really talked about here before. So can you give us a definition of what we really mean when we say an expert witness? Well, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of typical cases that you might see or, you know, kind of a small claims case is really just a dispute between two people, it's maybe over a simple contract or something like that, where maybe an expert's not required. Um, in a lot of cases, uh, bigger, more complex cases, an expert is simply a, a person who will be allowed to testify as an expert if his or her experience and qualifications afford him knowledge that is not common to lay people and where his testimony will aid the trier of fact in reaching its conclusions. That's kind of a mouthful, but, you know, basically it's someone who has a special, unique uh, brand of knowledge about uh, some field of science or um, kind of, uh, or I'll speak specifically of some other things, uh, or economics, uh, and that will help a judge or jury understand the facts of the case and help them come to a conclusion for the verdict. And interesting, I would assume that they're you know there just to sort of support uh, the position of of your client to explain the circumstances around what it is that you're representing in your case. Then, correct. Frequently, um, if 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 a lot of the facts that, but I guess between the parties are not really in dispute. There may be some uh, dispute about what what it all means in the end, and that's where the expert comes in. A lot of cases come down to what lawyers might even call like a battle of the experts. For example, you know, in a medical malpractice case, um, you know, the plaintiff is going to have some physician that has, is going to testify after reviewing all the medical records that, you know, a doctor out there committed malpractice and harmed that plaintiff some way, you know, left a sponge in his, in his stomach after surgery or, you know, uh, nicked the aorta while doing surgery, and that that malpractice caused uh, the plaintiff to suffer injury. And, of course, on the other end, uh, the defense uh, team for the for the defendant doctor is going to have another expert out there that's going to review the same records and come up with an opinion that that doctor did not 
you know, deviate from the standard of care and did not commit malpractice. And it really comes down to what expert is more believable and what expert is more uh, persuasive, really, with the judge or jury. So that, that actually answers one of the questions I had, which is either side in a in a uh, court proceeding can then call an expert witness to support whatever it is that they're they're trying to uh, make sure the jury understands. Yeah, I mean, frequently there, uh, you know, we have schedules once the case is filed, and and generally speaking, expert um, kind of uh, disclosures come at the end. So after all the wit- lay witnesses and the parties have been deposed and they've exchanged all the documents, then the experts kind of come in at the end. They look at uh, certain depositions and certain evidence, and then they they may prepare a report with some opinions in there, and then the each side discloses those opinions to each other, and, of course, each side gets to question those uh, experts about their opinions. And frequently, if I have an expert on an end, for example, in a, in a shareholder case, a business case where we're, uh, you know, alleging that um, – Maybe our business partners aren't treating us fairly and that we deserve X amount of dollars. Um, The judge needs to know, okay, we've got three shareholders. This is a company that does some kind of business. Uh, The judge sitting there on the bench has no idea in that market what is this company really worth. So I'll get what's called a valuation expert, kind of a business appraiser, to come in and take a look at the tax returns, take a look at the financial statements. Uh, Usually that business appraiser has a specific knowledge of what those types of companies are bought and sold for in the state of Illinois. And and then he'll offer opinion as to what the valuation is. Uh, Of course, the other side will have a a different opinion. Uh, But also often the, the, the experts that I retain also help me kind of poke holes in my opponent's expert report. Uh, and 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 so they're frequently useful not only to provide an opinion of support, but they're also useful in helping you kind of discredit or uh, at least um, you know poke some holes in the other side's report. So Matt, when you prepare for a trial and you have a expert witness or perhaps several expert witnesses you'd like to bring in, do they need to be uh, approved and vetted before the judge before you can add them just to make sure that what they're going to uh, what their testimony will cover is relevant to the case? Yes, and there's there's a lot of battles about that, of course. <laughs> um, because especially if if you're relying on, for example, an expert for evaluation, if, if the other side's able to knock them out, you may not have any evidence to that uh, to uh, prove that point, and it might be very difficult for the court to determine damages. But in Illinois, there's, you know, as a lot of things with the law, there is no predetermined formula for how an expert can acquire the knowledge. You know, it, it, just because they have a specific degree doesn't mean that they're automatically um, qualified. Uh, but you have to show how they acquired this knowledge. You have to show how they've gained this knowledge through practical experience, through scientific study, through their education, through their training and research. Uh, and, and you know, so formal academic training, although is certainly useful, and, and I always look for that, Specific degrees are nice. It's really the practical experience in the field that a lot of times becomes more persuasive for the judge or jury, um, and they just have to have this knowledge and experience be that beyond that of an average citizen. Uh, of course, you know we could talk about experts all day long, and there's federal cases out there that kind of um, uh, address certain parameters about experts, uh, you know, because. Of, you know, science is developing all the time. So you, you may have, uh, you may want to introduce an expert uh, on, I don't know, some kind of new medical procedure. 
Um, mm-hmm. But if it's not sufficiently established to have kind of a general acceptance in that particular field, uh, it may be very difficult to get that opinion in. It's got to be uh, kind of a you know a, a, a really vetted, tested scientific methodology uh, that is kind of known and has been vetted uh, over the years that that will help you get someone in. So uh, medical malpractice, obviously, it's pretty easy to imagine who who would be an expert. It's kind of, yeah. you know, if you're, you got a, someone with a heart issue and, and malpractice uh, was committed around the heart, you're going to have cardiac surgeons and things like that. Um, but also, like, for example, in a, in a car accident, you may have um, a, an accident reconstruction expert where the, the guy will go out there and literally take pictures of the scene, take measurements of skid marks and how the skid marks changed, and then they'll be able to kind of do these mathematical calculations to determine how fast the vehicles were going when they started braking, how fast they were going when they hit each other. And again, this is all from data that's uh, kind of mined from the accident scene after the accident has occurred. And and without, you know, they'll certainly take eyewitnesses' testimony into into their opinion, but mostly it's really their own scientific testing that they, they rely upon. A lot to cover here. My guest is uh, Attorney Matt Sheen of Lavelle Law Limited, and he's uh, he's our expert guest on a topic uh, which covers expert witnesses. So, uh, you know, Matt, let, let's um, make sure I understand this too. When we talk about expert witnesses, um, the fact is that when they appear in court, they are being compensated for their testimony. Is that right? That is that is correct. Okay. And uh, they they uh, they certainly might even be more expensive than the attorney. Uh, so you can imagine that. That's hard to believe for a lot of people, but uh, it is true. Um, you know, a lot of times you're, you're going to have, a, for example, like a forensic accountant that's going to go through years of tax returns and financial statements and, and un, uncover uh, possibly where there's been some funneling of funds to an improper source or payments to an improper person uh, and things like that. And, and that takes a lot of time, obviously, for the expert to look through the information and kind of mine that data and then take his expertise and come up with an opinion about what occurred. So you have to pay the expert to look at the material, usually by hour. Then you have to pay the expert to sit for a, you know, to write a, an opinion report and then sit for a deposition so the other side can find out and kind of explore his opinion. And then, of course, usually they save their highest rates for actual trial testimony. Um, so you really have to have a case with with significant dollars at issue in order to justify going ahead and and telling the client, hey, we need this expert, here's why, here's how much they're going to cost. You know, you wouldn't do it in a case where we're just fighting over maybe 25000 But if you're fight, fighting over a quarter million, half a million, a million bucks, uh, it certainly becomes a lot more um, cost-efficient and effective to get an expert in that situation. Yeah, now I guess a two-part question here is, one, as you go through certain trials and you handle a, a lot of business uh, uh, contract issues, things of that sort, do you find that you have certain people you go back to on a regular basis? And then the, the second part of that is when you when you get into a new area, whether it might be international business or some medical field, and you need someone for the first time, how do you go about finding them? Well, uh, certainly I do go back to experts that have been successful in cases in the past, obviously. Uh, you like to find an expert with some testifying experience so you're not the kind of guinea pig for their expert uh, witness experience. 
Um, you'd also like to find someone that's testified both on the plaintiff side and defendant side. If they're only testifying for plaintiffs, that's really easy for the other side to demonstrate that this expert is just biased towards plaintiffs. He's going to say whatever he needs to say in order to support the plaintiff. If you find an expert that's more even-handed, it's a little bit, uh, it's more believable that this person really just looked at the evidence and came up with a, an opinion based on the evidence, not based on what side he's on. But of course, you're always going to get the fact that they are paid, of course, the other expert is for the defense is paid, so that's a little bit easier to do. But the way we usually find them is, is uh, I start out with the what we call the jury verdict reporter here here in Illinois that reports every single trial verdict that's tried in Cook and Lake and all the other Collar counties, and so you can see and research is is for cases similar to yours and see what kind of experts were used in that case and then contact you know the person that is identified that you know testified to that trial and kind of have a conversation with them about the merits of your case and the facts of your case and and determine whether or not that expert will be helpful and and hopefully available to uh, testify in your case and as as I mentioned earlier, with just a little, little bit of time left here, I, I suppose then at some point you need to sit and work with them to make sure that they're really going to do what you want them to do, and, and not necessarily you know force the testimony, but make sure that they're going to be credible once they get in the courtroom. Absolutely, and that comes with the vetting process, and you and finding someone that's testified you know ten, twenty times before, then you know they're going to be pretty solid on the witness stand, uh, believable. They'll know how. Hopefully, you you want, really want to find someone. Uh, that can dumb it down for me, uh, not only for me, but for the judge or jury. You want to find someone that can take these kind of complex scientific thoughts. Of course, you know, these experts can talk to each other about it, but they have to be able to break it down for the judge and jury and for the lawyer to understand in a more of a, in a lay, as a layperson uh, so we can follow it so it makes sense and that we can rely upon that opinion. Great. I uh, certainly want to say thanks, as I always do, to Matt Sheehan for taking the time today. Uh, we we kind of run through our 15 minutes here in a hurry every time we get together, and uh, certainly want to thank him for being with us. Um, you know, I, I mentioned at the beginning, we, we don't always venture into the courtroom, but uh, next week we're going to do the same thing again. Um, we're going to have a uh, nice discussion with Attorney Lance Siebel from LaBelle Law. We're going to talk about the differences between administrative and court proceedings. We'll get a little uh, technical there and get a good understanding from Lance. Always uh, look forward to those opportunities to talk to him. And certainly look forward to you being with us as well. Now, when you can't make that, um, remember, any of these podcasts, and and literally hundreds of them available now, here on blogtalkradio.com as well as lavellelaw.com. Go back, listen to any of those in the past. And, of course, we always look forward to having you join us each Tuesday. And we'll look forward to having you with us next week. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call LaBelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>